Boston College lands a new commitment for the class of 2023, and it's from a land and place that the Eagles have really never been before. We'll get into that and our mailbag on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black here. Happy Friday. It's the weekend, Easter weekend for many of us out there that celebrate. Happy Easter to you. Happy Good Friday. And on today's show, we're going to get into this recruiting news because this is a big one. Boston College lands a commitment from Class of 23 athlete Reed Harris. Reed Harris, many of you probably have not heard of before, is a athlete from Montana. Yes, Montana. Boston College has landed a recruit from Montana. So I think this has to be the first commitment Boston College has ever landed from that state. I'd have to really dive into some rosters to find out if anyone has ever come from BC. I mean, since I've been following 2002, 2001, I can't think of any, but I'm sure there's probably, I'll get, I'll get an email from someone from like, 1995 or 89 or something where BC landed someone. But Reed Harris, he's 6'4", 200 pounds, and he's listed as an athlete. Now, if you look at his huddle film, he's played everywhere on the field. He was a quarterback. He was a safety. Uh, he was a corner uh, cornerback. What Boston College recruited him for is an athlete that plays wide receiver or tight end. And when I tell you what he can do, you're going to see why I'm kind of really excited that he's coming to Chestnut Hill, or at least he's he's verbal to come to Chestnut Hill at this point. He's six four. He can run a four four eight forty yard dash. Now a lot of these kids they put a little juice into their numbers. Say four five four five five. He's six four and can run like that. That is freakish athlete material right there. BC has landed a commitment from a kid that has some really special tools that you're not going to find elsewhere. He's the top-rated recruit from Montana for a reason. I don't know. I don't even know much about Montana football. But you get a, rec- a receiver with that type of size. Think of Taji Johnson, but maybe even a little bigger than that. With 4.48 speed. That 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 is very very fast speed for a wide receiver. I mean like I don't, I'm not sure what Zay runs. I'm sure it's probably a little faster than that, but think of like what Jaden Williams does. Jaden Williams is 5'10". Now, put six, seven more inches on him. That is what you're going to get with Reed Harris. You're going to get a guy that can run with big size. Now, we'll have to see how his hands are. You know, There's all sorts of other little things that you're going to need from a wide receiver. It's not just speed and size. You need hands. You need to be able to run right routes. You know, to be be able to get off the ball, off the line, all that kind of stuff. So it's not just that a one-time thing here, but just that type of um, skill set is very, very interesting because you can line him up as a wide receiver. You know, he's gonna, who's gonna, what, what, what cornerback, what five ten cornerback is gonna be able to stop him? You're gonna need to double him up with safeties. Again, a matchup problem, or you put him at tight end. What linebacker, unless he's an elite speed wide linebacker, is going to be able to slow that down? That is impressive right there. And you can see why the coaching staff probably was salivating to get this kid at Boston College. 
So Reed Harris is the sixth commitment for Boston College in this upcoming class. And I got to say, he's one of the most exciting. Jaden Skeet is the other wide receiver, and he's he's got the build of a very typical wide receiver. You know, he's like six six one, decent speed. He's more of that, like, you know, you know, you're you're stand of the you're run of the mill wide receiver. You got Reed Harris now, and that is something special. Now, obviously, these types of players are the kinds that seem to catch Jeff Halfley's attention. Because this is the second year in a row that BC has tried to get a recruit. With that kind of build. Last year in the class of 2022, BC had a commitment from RJ Maryland, who was, I think, like 6'3", 2-something, but was a wide receiver tight end. Good speed, good hands. Very, very similar. So I think Halfley likes these types of players, these guys that can do a whole bunch of things. The versatility of them, that he can use them all over the field, whether it's as a pass-catching tight end or a physical wide receiver. Now, Again, I'm going to go back to this being from Montana thing because I cannot get over this. Like, I'm just curious how this kid feels about going to Boston College. He, like, you know, there was there's thoughts of last year. There's a couple players that um, I heard would not come to BC because, you know, maybe there weren't. It was a little bit of a hike. Montana is, I mean, California's far. Montana is in its own little world out there, right? So. I, I don't know. Like, obviously, we're going to have to wait to see and make sure he gets on campus. This is just a verbal commitment. This does not mean that he is absolutely coming to Boston College, but it's a verbal. Now, this kid has some other offers out there. He was offered by Iowa State, Oregon State. He had offers from Central Michigan, Colorado State, and then his home state, uh, his home teams, which for us don't mean anything, but you got to look into Montana football. I mean, that is a big deal out there. Montana's not FBS, but man, the people from Montana love that. And Montana and Montana State, I think, was the other one that offered him. These are big programs out there, and the kids from that area take those schools very seriously. And Boston College was able to get him out of there. So um, a good get for Boston College. Um, one that I'm interested to see, you know, where he ends up on this roster, uh, if he ends up at BC or if something else happens. I don't think he's visited Boston College yet, but you, may, you know, it'll be an interesting, it'll be an interesting trip across the, the country to to check out a, a a state that's very different than Montana. I've, I've visited Montana uh, a couple times, and I know it's very different, but it's a it's a good game for BC, and uh, you know, I think right now we're gonna start getting that flood. For the next like two months, you're going to see a bulk of the class of 2023 uh, commit to the Eagles. This is where this is where they usually get their 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 big names. So stay tuned to the, our podcast. And if you like recruiting news, head over to bcbulletin.com and become a premium member. I give news and nuggets. I had nuggets out yesterday about some new uh, recruits and some of my thoughts about uh, the transfer portal. It's a dollar for the first month. And it's only a cup of coffee for every month after that. If you're listening to this podcast, just go to the notes section of this episode. And I have the link right there. Just click it. Subscribe. You get access to all my premium articles. You get premium uh, access to our boards and our Discord channel just for premium members where I put even more nuggets. If you like BC News and you want more in-depth stuff, check out BCB Premium Bulletin. Now... 
in a moment, we're going to get into the uh, mailbag, which you guys had some great questions this week, and I can't wait to kind of get into them, including some questions about basketball's out-of-conference schedule. We're going to get into basketball, hockey, Conti Fora, but you guys had questions all over the board, and I can't wait to get into all of them. Make sure to check those out in just a moment. Now, if you know me, you know I am a big fan of the Built Bar. It is my go-to treat in the afternoon. It helps me eat right, and it, it tastes good, and it's good for you. And if you tried the puffs, I've talked about the puffs for months now. If you haven't checked them out, you got to check them out. The first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're just just—they're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. They're 100% covered in chocolate, and they are delicious. They're soft and gooey. They're good to eat, and they have some great flavors, including the cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. You're going to like these. They're my favorite. They're going to be yours, too. Now, the Bill uh, Bar has a... a Nutritional value that you're gonna you're gonna check this out again. 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. How are you gonna beat that? Simple answer: You're not. And they got flavors that you can't believe are in a protein bar that taste good. The mint brownie, coconut coconut almond, which is my absolute favorite, and new this month: white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. And if they think a flavor might be good for you, they'll make it. It will be delicious, and it will be good for you as well. So head on over to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, head over to Built.com for 15% off at Built.com. And now for a big announcement. Starting Thursday, August 28th, tune into Locked On NFL Drafts, live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft. With all three days of real-time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders. And for those of you dying to know who your team will take, catch Odyssey and Locked On NFL Mark Draft special hosted by Brian Peacock and former scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. All week leading up to the first pick. Make sure to check those out as well. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. It's Mailbag Friday. We have um, some great questions out there for you. And I'm going to give you just a little tease before we get into the mailbag. I have, uh, I am in the process, and I haven't, I haven't solidified it yet, but I got another great guest coming in in about a week that you're going to want to, you're not going to want to miss this one either. So we've had Zay Flowers talk to Jack Coleman, who was our guest correspondent last week. We've got another one that's, I don't want to say as big as Zay, but right up there. I think you're going to like this one too. All right, let's just open up that mailbag and get into some of those questions. Now, our first question comes from uh, superfan Abe Ataya Fan Club, and he has something else in uh, uh, in parentheses that I'm not going to repeat, but you can find him on Twitter. He wanted to know, could you do an update on the non-conference schedule for B-Ball for next season so far? So great question, Abe. And right now, Boston College has their mid-multi-team uh, um, event already scheduled. They are going to play in the U.S. Virgin Islands Paradise Jam Field, which has some really good... I'm, I'm impressed with some of these teams. Belmont, Buffalo, they get to play against uh, Kanye Jones. Uh, Drake, George Mason, Howard, Weber State, and Wyoming. And I think Wyoming was a, um, a tournament team, and I believe Buffalo was. If they weren't this year, they definitely were last year. So there's some good teams there. They are definitely going to be in the Big Ten tournament, uh, Big Ten ACC Championship. Uh, sorry, AC, Big Ten ACC Challenge this year. And if they do it just based off of um, standings, they're going to play Penn State. 
I don't think they always do that, though. They could always get like a Maryland or a Minnesota. Um, it's a team around that. Now, they're definitely going to be in it because BC was left out of that. I believe there's a rule in the conference that a team can't be left out two years in a row. And BC's not the – I think they only leave off one team in the ACC because of the uh, conference numbers. BC wasn't last, so they wouldn't be the team left off. I think that's going to be NC State this year. Um, so that will be kind of where uh, they'll get another game. Now, I have to be honest, a lot of the games are kind of in flux. And because BC is a private school, I could, I mean, I could FOA, FOIA, Freedom of Information Act, a whole bunch of programs, but I don't, I'm not going to do that right now. But there's some teams that still have outstanding games, and I'm wondering if they will pop up on BC's schedule. And we'll have to wait to see uh, it when the schools announce it. The teams that I know BC still has at home and home that they haven't completed yet are South Florida and Cal. I know those two teams, BC, played right right before the pandemic and then didn't have their return trip afterwards. So those are two teams I think could be on the schedule at some point, but I, I I'm still hesitant to even say that because you, you never know because of the pandemic, they may have just canceled it. So that could happen. But I will tell you John Rothstein on Twitter, other than his weird tweets that he puts out all the time with like the mortal combat that he calls the transfer combat. And I mean, some of his stuff makes my ears bleed and my eyes bleed looking at it, but he also has some really good info on what, when, when teams start to schedule. And I think BC will start announcing that being said, I really, I have been pushing recently. I want BC to schedule more, uh, historical big East schools. I love to see them play teams like Georgetown again, Marquette, um, you know, DePaul, like they played DePaul, but play them against St. John, uh, not DePaul, they, um, St. John's, you know, those types of schools that they played in the past when they were in the Big East. I love to see some of those schools and local teams like Northeastern, URI, they did that, Pr- bring back Providence, Harvard, UMass, you name it. I, I like the local teams. I'd rather see them than some like, as I said, like South Florida or Cal. I'm, I'm not, I'm not all that interested in those games. So, but thank you, uh, Abe Ataya fan club. Now, super fan of the show, Chris wants to know, which line, offensive or defensive, needs to make a bigger improvement next season? Or do you think they both must make a big leap in order to, for the team to win more than seven or eight games? Hint, both is the answer. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of torn on here. Here's where my mind is thinking. And I think it's the defensive line that needs to take the next big step. Because I think the offensive line can be just serviceable. And Phil Dracovic will be able to do a million different things as long as he stays healthy. Now, the caveat of that is if the offensive line gets Dracovic hurt, the whole season's crap, right? So if he just does enough to keep him on his feet, I think the offensive line could be fine. The defensive line, they've got to start getting more pressure on the quarterback. And they got to play better against the run. They were not good against the run, and they were 98th in the country in sacks last year. So they need they need to get more from up front because – Last year they didn't it was it was not pretty like you know in terms of getting pressure they were one of the worst in the country and I I think they got to play better uh up front so short answer defensive line long answer and I will I will choke on it, it is that the offensive line is fine as long as Dracovic doesn't get killed also, Chris wants to ask, and for all of you who remember my time at BCI, I used to do a fun little it was just a joke. And it was very dividing among Boston College fans. And it was Baldwin Jr. When I used to do my final thoughts and predictions um, post, I used to, I've done the same one at BC Interruption and now at BC Bulletin, um, where I have my beer, my rap song, which many of you hate, but 
Honestly, I don't care. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's my music. I choose it. It's what I like. Um, but I also used to have Baldwin Jr. And if you don't know who Baldwin Jr. is, I don't even know if that's the name of this guy, but it was that blow-up Baldwin. And I saw him come back, I think it was two years ago, um, that would like bounce on his head and stuff. And I made Baldwin sound like kind of like um, like he was just kind of crazy and like, you know, would talk really funny, uh, called Frank Spazzi, uh, Frank Spazzi, Spazziani, Frank Spazzamiani and a dot, um, you know, he did all this crazy stuff. Would he have liked Dave DeGuglielmo is what Chris wants to know. And would Baldwin Jr. like him? Absolutely. I think Dave DeGuglielmo would have liked him and called him like the big fluffy big dog. Um, and uh, I think they would have got along just fine. But thank you for the fun question. I told you, we get fun questions here, too. If you guys get funny things that you want to ask me, uh, like, why do I hate sesame seed pretzels, whatever. I'm, whatever. Speaking of which, I went to the spring game. They have salted pretzels now, and they are loaded with salt. They are um, um, blood pressure risingly good. I love them. But I got more questions in just a moment. But first, we need to chat about BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. You can make baseball future picks. Are you thinking the Red Sox are going to do it? I was looking at the Toronto Blue Jays numbers. I, I, I don't know. I'm feeling the Blue Jays this year. You can go on BetOnline.net and get those future, uh, um, future lines right now. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Head on over to BetOnline, where the game starts. This is Locked On Boston College, and I want to thank each and every one of you that have made listening to Locked On Boston College your first listen every morning. So if you, if you wake up, you get in your car, and you turn on Locked On Boston College, I'm giving you a big bear hug through this microphones um it means a lot you know to check us out to get my news and uh, information for me it means a lot so thank you to each and every one of you and for those of you i want to send a special shout out to to all of you who have recommended locked on boston college to your friends and family some of you have reached out and have done that said that you've done that and i want to thank you for for doing that. word of mouth is sometimes the easiest way especially with boston college like I look at my numbers sometimes and I'm going against like Florida and Florida state writers. And I mean, I'm podcasters. And I'm like, you know, Florida's got like millions of fans and stuff like that. It's tougher for me, but you guys help me out with all the um, cross promotion you do. And I want to thank you for doing that, but let's head back into the mailbag because I got some questions on our premium discord channel. Again, part of our premium service. Ryder424 wants to know, do you think DeMar Langford is a legit NBA prospect, including the incoming freshman? Who else could be considered NBA prospects on this team? Right now, is DeMar Langford a NBA prospect? No. If DeMar Langford continues to improve and become more um, aggressive and more confident on the court, he could become an NBA draft pick. I don't I don't see him as a first round draft pick right now, so that's tougher. You know, he'll he'll probably go to the G League if he was to do that. But uh, you know, he's got that that jump and that like burst that NBA teams love. Um and Earl Grant's gonna make him a nice well rounded defensive player as well. 
But he's got to get more confidence because there's so many games where he's kind of standing there. And the other players have mentioned it too, where they're like, Damar, come on, get more into it or get, you know, get yourself more assertive. He needs to get that way. And because you see when he gets himself going, he is in a, a very, very good player. But he's not to that level of an NBA player yet. So he's got some work to do. And I think that's the best part of him going through this draft process is that he's going to get that feedback. And hopefully he takes it to heart and learns from it because that will make him a better player next year. And we'll see that growth and that hopefully will be more of an assertive player. And then you ask me this question next year, I might have a different answer. Now, players on the team that could be an NBA draft pick, I mean – it, uh, the the true freshman you're asking me, Donald Hand sounds like a name. I mean, he's a name that I'm I'm very interested to see what he's able to do, and Prince Oligby is another one. Uh, those two guys I I have to see uh, play, and if they live up to what they could be, which is are good scorers, well-rounded players, yeah, those guys could be it. But I I have to see them at the college level because so many times you get guys that come from high school programs that end up in the college programs, and then just kind of fizzle out. Um, I don't, speaking of which, if you haven't seen Jairus Hamilton, who used to play for BC, is going to go on to his fourth program. He entered the transfer portal after going to Maryland, Western Kentucky, and now he's looking for a fourth program. That's a side note. Former four-star, right? Well, on the roster, I mean, if he continues to develop, Jaden Zachary is one I'm going to watch for. Because he can shoot from the outside, he can facilitate. He can. He's a good defender. He can. Sh- he can score. He's aggressive. He's got that whole package. There's something about him that I think NBA teams are gonna like. Um, and it's that that real aggressiveness and the way he's kind of uh, he's out there and he can do a whole bunch of things. So he's my one. I don't think there's anyone on the other on the roster. And I, I you know, I'm not there with DeMar Langford yet, but you know, I'm not sure he would be even there yet either. I don't see post going bigger staff. Definitely not. Um, uh, Makai Ashton Langford. No. Um, you know, I think it's the, the two that stand out to me right now are DeMar Langford and Jaden Zachary. And I, I give Zachary the edge there. And then the freshmen, I want to see what they can do, but that's a great question. Thank you, Ryder. Jay Wenzel asked me a question. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go through this one really quick. Jay, Jay Wenz twenty seven says, should the ESPN FBI rankings be a concern, or are they just overlooking BC since they've been mediocre for so long? So Jay wants to know that, and I'm gonna have this up on BC um, Bulletin in the morning. The FBI has BC winning five point eight games, which puts them around six wins, which is kind of the joke that BC always wins six wins, whatever. I want to put a warning out there, and I kind of jumped on the what the hell is this because BC looks better on paper than six wins next year. But I'm going to say this. All of these statistical analytics systems, whether it's the FP, FBS, FP uh, Plus or whatever Bill Connolly's thing is, this, the FPI, they all have a specific flaw that will not allow Boston College to be analyzed correctly. And that is... They put in the stats from last year and they don't, they put in returning numbers and I don't know how they do it, but if you get a healthy Phil Dracovic, it does not matter what Dennis Grossell did last year. And it really honestly doesn't matter what Dracovic did two years ago because he's a very different player and he's going to be in a new system. So I don't worry about what the FBI says. I don't really put too much stock into it right now. I mean, it's not that bad. I mean, I looked at like some of the other schools that BC's playing, and I, I think they're pretty dead on with some of them. But I think right now, BC, like when you have your MVP, 
Phil Dracovic is clearly the most important player on this roster, and he did not play for like you know ten of twelve, ten and a half out of twelve games at his full potential. If he stays healthy, that is very different than a six-win team. But he's gonna stay healthy, and we'll have to wait to see that. So I don't have any worries about it. But BC just has to play better. I got two more questions. I got. I'm running out of time here. And Benoit151, who's also a great premium user, says, Hey, AJ, over under receivers five with 30 catches plus. Will anyone break through and be a threat rushing the passer with eight plus sacks? All right. Over under with receivers with five receptions. Okay. So I will tell you who I think will get five rece- uh, 30 plus receptions Zay Flowers, Jaden Williams, Jalen Gill, Xavier Coleman. So I'm going to go with four, and I'll go with the under. Um, you know, I think Taji Johnson might get in there, but I, will he get 30? That's a lot of receptions. Um, even when, when Dracovic was healthy-ish in 2020, they only had three. Uh, so will they get two more? I don't I don't see it. I think they're going to try to get the ball to Zay as much as possible. And I'm not even 100% sold on Gil getting it, but I will say four and under. And will a um, defensive lineman get eight and a half sacks? I'm going to sell on that one. Um, I don't think so. I think you're going to see uh, Marcus Valdez probably lead the team in sacks. And I think you'll see Donovan Azaraku jump up. But will he get eight and a half sacks? I don't think I see that. So I'm going to sell on eight and a half uh, sacks for any players on BC. I'm still worried about this defensive line. I still think that's going to be the biggest issue on this team. And until I see a player jump up and do it, um, I don't think they have the answer right now. And our final question of the night, Bobcat Dan 89 do you think BC will ever renovate Conti Forum? And how do you think we can improve Conti Forum to enhance the fan game day experience? I think they will. I think they'll eventually renovate some of it. I mean, some of this, it, it, it's... It's aging, right? It's not the young, it's not the newest uh, stadium. But what I think they're gonna do, I think before they even think of renovating Conti Forum, my guess, and this is just my me spitballing, I think they're gonna have a hockey only arena at some point. I think that'll come before they renovate Conti. I think Conti will be the basketball stadium, and I think they're gonna move hockey somewhere else. And you'll get your Jerry York Stadium somewhere or Jerry York Arena, um, maybe on the Pine Manor campus or whatever the name of that new school they bought or they'll find some place to put it but I think that's going to be before they uh, renovate Conti how do you make it better Um, better luxury box seats getting just getting fans in I mean I went when I went to Conti forum as as a student and the the place was packed I'm going to wax poetic about my you know back in my day stuff here but back in my day you know when it was filled it didn't seem like that old and that it was a little while ago, but I think they're okay there. I think they're going to need to just build, you know, continue to renovate things, add luxury boxes, improve some of the the concourses, things like that. I think they'll be fine. And put students on the sides. I'm a big fan of putting the students on the sides like Duke does. And uh, I think it was CDB asked me on um, on Discord as well, who will be Boston College's next hockey coach? And I said, Mike, Mike Kavanaugh. I'm still sticking with it. I think it's going to be Kavanaugh from UConn. Now, thank you all for your questions. There was a ton of them this week. And if you have questions for me, hit me up on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC or on 
uh, Twitter as well at LockedOnBC, or you can email me at Boston College, Boston College SI at gmail.com. Thank you all again. We'll be back on Monday with Mitch Wolf for Mondays with Mitch. We'll be talking about the NFL draft, Zion Johnson, and everyone else in between. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all again soon. Take care.